0: behave ourselves on the story Well y'all know what we thinking right now
1: <laughs> I'm ready for the night I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight
2: <laughs> ask your kids tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking
0: <laughs> TGIM hey everybody welcome to the show it's your girl claudia jordan and it's wednesday so i'm back with tgif a brand new episode and of course we are spilling the tea and breaking down some of the biggest news uh in social media and in the the world of uh gossip actually a little bit of everything social media as well so sit back relax and get ready for this hot tea all right y'all let me introduce my amazing co-host please welcome brand strategist al reynolds hey al
1: hey what's going on claudia
0: Trying to make it out here. Uh, you saw me get ready like with one second left for the show. I was like,
3: ah, trying you, look good. you look
0: good. I'm trying, I'm trying. If I have my hair in a ponytail, I'm working out. I'm trying to get my life together. All right. Now, please welcome multimedia personality uh, and talk to your host, Funky Daniva. What's up, cute Hey, y'all. <laughs> you look fancy tonight. Your background is very fancy. Still, you on the yeah. road? I
2: am in Atlanta. I had the esteemed pleasure yesterday evening on two twenty two twenty two of attending a wedding of a good friend. Of mine. I want to give a shout and congratulations to Snoop and Sydney Dillard now, who are now married. And y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Um, I think I'm ready to retire my phone. I think I'm done with the gentleman callers. That wedding yesterday, Claudia, don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. That <laughs> wedding yesterday. Was so magical <laughs> that it just really made me say, "Wow, I think I want this." Like, and I've never felt like that before ever. And like, I have never dreamed in the color of marriage. And um, something happened yesterday. So,
0: so you're a changed man. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait
1: till you get back to Miami, get close to that bar. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Well, we would definitely be here for a a, a funky Dineva wedding.
1: extravaganza.
0: <laughs> I mean, we would have to be there. Okay. Can
2: y'all imagine? Oh, my God. It would be so lavish and just over the top. I mean.
1: A white lady.
0: <laughs> maybe you are serious. Look at you. You're all like. Glowing with wearing white almost like a bride. You know,
2: I'm virtuous. I'm giving Elisa tea You know, just okay, let's not go ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Was at a wedding. We, another congratulations to Brad Jessica Dupart, who also got married yesterday. And I also got an opportunity to hug the brat's neck. Uh, because the wedding that I was at was at the four seasons, and Jessica and the Brat were staying at the four seasons. So when my wedding got out that Brett and Jessica were in the parking lot and I got an opportunity to hug Brat's neck, tell congratulations and all that stuff while they were going to go into their after party or wherever they were going.
0: Okay, love is in the air around cute. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, yes, well, okay, I can check out my Instagram. Case was at the wedding, he sang, Kiki Wyatt sang at the wedding. And let me tell you something, Now, nah. the one, if, if you are gonna take me off the line, and no more gentlemen callers, baby. I need the Labelle flying from the sky. I need Kiki. I need Case. I need Keith Sweat. I need everybody. So you know, fellas, I'm putting it out there. I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready. But you got to be ready, and so is your credit and your bank account. So, so you gonna have to have somebody wealthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, we are here for it. So, uh, what are y'all sipping on tonight? Y'all drinking tonight or not, nah?
2: baby? this good old h2o honey y'all ain't never heard me say i'm drinking the water but you know after a wedding you be hung over the next day so i'm drinking good old-fashioned water
0: who are you today
1: <laughs> all right he's like who kidnapped funky i want <laughs> the i want the regular funky bag i'm drinking <laughs> water too though so. everybody
0: drinking no one's getting drunk tonight huh no one's getting oh,
2: it's, it's
1: Okay. That has never stopped us before.
0: <laughs> Q, we have a question for you already. China Be Sweet says, ask Q if he wants a wedding or the actual marriage.
2: Ooh. ooh. <laughs> that, is that a shame? I, I, I actually want, um, and I'm still developing these feelings, but I want the marriage, I think. Uh, one thing that the wedding yesterday showed me is that the, uh, my friend Snoop, very successful, And she said that, you know, basically her life was perfect and she didn't realize that there was a level higher than perfect. You know what I'm saying? And that's what her wife, Sydney, brought to her life. And that's kind of how I feel. Like my life is great right now, um, but I didn't realize that there possibly is a level higher than this. And that's what I'm interested in exploring.
0: So I want to always have your back. You always have Mm -hmm. your plus one. You always know who's going to be with you at events. It's a Mm -hmm. a sense of security. It's one less thing to worry about on your... The list and not having to screen people. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll stay. We'll, we will stay tuned for that. Um, all right. We got some great topics tonight. So let's go ahead and get into them. Uh, Travis McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and William Bryan were uh, found guilty on all federal charges of the Ahmaud Aubrey murder. Now, the guilty charges were used. Um, Force and threats of force to interfere with Aubrey's rights, and for kidnapping, attempted kidnapping—that's what the charges were. They will be sentenced in the coming weeks and face life sentences in addition to the life sentences handed down in court. Uh, does Aubrey's family finally have justice? Al, what do you think?
1: <laughs> Hope so. Yes, yes. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. This is what we expect from the justice system. These guys are going to spend the rest of their lives. Hopefully. Uh, in prison. But let me tell you what's disheartening, what's sad and what's bittersweet. That we we as African-Americans in our mind actually thought there was a possibility that they may not be sentenced. Why is it that we're in a state of of thinking like this in America, that we can watch three white guys uh, transpire against a black man and kill him right in front of us but still be worried that they may get off. Tell me why in 2022, we still have to worry about whether justice is gonna work for us or not. Because is in sad 2022,
2: that, we have- that white lady got off for killing that doggone boy and only got two years. That's why, I mean, it's like, we have an example from yesterday of white folks getting mm-hmm. off with this type of thing. And that's why we feel leery of the justice system. I'm just bothered that we've had to spend this much Taxpayer dollars on two sets of trials, you know what I'm saying? On something that should have just been cut and dry. And and Tony, I apologize for cutting you off. Um but yeah.
0: You know, it is crazy that we have to celebrate, like we have to hold our we're with bated breath. Like, I hope that's the right thing. And then that obstacle is not even like that, that's not even a win because then we have to wait for sentencing and see what kind of bullshit they're going to pull off against us because mm-hmm. this happens all the time it shouldn't be a case of this especially when there's so many other cases where you know um when the defendant is is, is black i mean you know we don't really have to question whether or not we're going to get that guilty verdict we already know that justice will be served and sometimes in an overreach a lot of times uh my just one concern is i hope that they don't get to serve their time in as a federal you know uh, prison that that's what the family they don't want that they want that harsh state prison, so I don't know what you know with 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 how that's going to be worked out. But uh, the family does seem relieved, and um, hopefully we don't have to keep on going through this. But now Brianna Taylor is up next, one of the police officers in that case, and it's not even the one that killed Brianna Taylor. It's for attempted to, the, the, the almost threatening to kill the other ones. I mean, almost uh, hurt, hurting somebody else, which is a complete and and mistake Injustice. All right, y'all. I'm tired of these stories. I hate them, but we have to cover them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving on. Let's go to the next one. Uh, It's official. The Wendy Williams show is ending after 14 seasons. Sherry Shepard will take over Wendy's uh, time slot with her own self-titled show, Sherry. Now, Shepard made the announcement during yesterday's airing of Williams' show. She cried tears of joy and said, no one can replace the queen. And trust me, I'm not trying to at all. What do y'all think about this news? Al, I know you've been close with Sherry for years. What do you think Um, about this?
1: You know, I think she's going to do well. Um, she's been posting her dream team. Uh, she she has surrounded herself around a dream team. We are familiar with that dream team. Um, my ex good good friend John Mary would be the executive producer of the new Sherry show. We understand that she has an outstanding publicist, Simone Smalls, who, you know, uh, represent mega stars like Usher. Um, you know, she also represented me too for a little while. Um, so I'm expecting nothing but great things coming out of the chair it might not be purple, but whatever color
2: chair Sherry's coming out of, I'm expecting great things out of it. Hugh,
0: what are your thoughts?
2: Um, so I'm happy for Sherry, right? But I think no matter how you slice it or dice it or repurpose or repackage it, America is going to receive the Sherry Shepherd show as the replacement for Wendy Williams. I don't think that Sherry's ever, at least for the first year or two, gonna ever be able to escape those comparisons. And I, I my gut tells me um, that it may fall a little flat, and here's why. I think people historically tune into Wendy Williams because she was known for having an opinion. You know what I'm saying? Unlike a lot of talk show hosts who told the corporate line and were very vanilla and very safe, people tuned in because they wanted to hear exactly what Wendy had to say and not to say that Sherry Shepard can't become that person, but we don't know her as that person. And I think as it stands right now, nobody's sitting at home saying, I wonder what Sherry Shepard thinks about xyz and again it's not a slight to sherry i think sherry is great at what she does and i hope that this can go on but i think that the general public is looking for a wendy williams we're looking for another savior and i just don't know that long-term sherry Shepard is that person but i i wish her much success and i hope that the show does
0: great Sherry been doing her thing for a long time. We all know that. And again, this is definitely not taken away from Sherry. I would have loved if they would have seen her guest hosting and said, we need to d- develop a show for you, your show, not replacing Wendy. Because Wendy, it seems like she's dropping some liminals that I, I still want this. I still want to do this. You know what I mean? And I think it's an unfair position for Sherry to be in because the Wendy Williams fan, the fans of the Wendy Williams show want Wendy Williams. They want Wendy Williams. And I think it's unfair. It's like, you know, when you watch your favorite shows and they replace one of your favorite characters with somebody else, it's not that person's fault that has to come in and replace, but it does make the fans feel away because, you know, nostalgia, what we're used to, what we, you know, what we grew, you know, grew to love. And it's just, I just, I think it's an unfair position for Sherry to be in. And I think Sherry has put in enough, enough work over the years with her guest hosting on Dish Nation, all the other shows she's done. That exec should have been offered her her own type of Sherry Shepard show instead of being the replacement for Wendy. Leaving us kind of feeling like, Ugh, this feels weird, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. well, congratulations to her and Al's ex best friend John Murray. I didn't say, I didn't say my best friend, my
1: exes, my ex. Oh, I thought you meant your, oh, I was no, like, ooh, no, is that no, no. My exes, good, good friend, May? not my best friend. Oh, no. my
0: bad. My. my uh, I,
1: I received the same way Claudia received right, it. I, was I was like,
0: like oh. <laughs> I was like, I got to call Al to find out
1: why they fell out. <laughs> what
0: happened?
1: No, Claudia. I'm glad you corrected that, Claudia.
0: <laughs> John used to have black voices, AOL black voices. and I been, remember like, that. he has been, you know, around for a while and- I, I, he got a, a he got a people. huge he got a huge break. All Thank right, y'all. Sure. Well, once again, it is that time of the show where we have to take a moment in Black History, sponsored by Nissan. So let's take a look.
3: celebrating black history makers who have broken barriers and created a path for change. Giving new meaning to black girl magic are 17 black female judges who were recently sworn into their historical positions in courtrooms across Harris County, Texas. Together, these women make up the largest group of black female judges ever to be elected at the same time. With this opportunity, I would not only follow the law, but I want to improve the criminal justice system and leave it better than the way that I found it. These judges are gracefully continuing the legacy first put into motion by Jane Bowler, who in 1939 was the first black woman to serve as a judge in the United States. These 17 judges are using their black girl magic to usher in a new era of leadership in the name of justice for all.
0: Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, presented
1: by Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers Our most exciting lineup ever. Shop NissanUSA.com.
0: We're gonna keep on celebrating these ladies all throughout the month of a Black History Month. Um, Again, we can't say it enough. You know, we are proud of these ladies for for making history. We are (laughs) we are proud of them for for achieving this milestone. I mean, fellas, any thoughts before we go to break?
2: I'm just looking forward to. Um, The influx of reform energy that I think this huge injection of black judges into the Texas legal system will bring about. I'm really looking forward to that snowball effect and what it looks like in the future.
1: I'm just going to put it out there. I don't care. First of all, thank you, Nissan, for teaching me that there's a possibility that we could have 17 black judges In one county. Who knew that? Like, honestly, I'm not even trying to be really this crazy, but I I never knew that there would be that many in one state. So thank you, Nissan, for partnering with us, raising my aptitude and (laughs) and helping me understand that this is a possibility. That's amazing.
0: Congratulations to all these ladies and to the uh, upcoming election. Vonda Bailey, I will be voting for you here in Lee Merritt in Texas. I'll do it. I get my voting before March 1st. All right, y'all, we're taking a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, before we left, before we went to break, before Nissan, when we were, you know, giving our tea, talking about our tea, we talked about the Wendy Williams story, all right? We talked about, well, actually, the Sherry Shepard story. I got to get used to this. Sherry Shepard now stepping in and she's going to have her own show. But that's really not the end of this story. We got to get into this part two of it. Uh, Wendy's spokesperson, Howard Bragman, released a statement to Deadline expressing that Wendy is incredibly grateful to uh, Debna Mercury and to Sherry, to everybody else who has supported her show. But apparently those words didn't come from Wendy. Wendy replied with this statement. Mr. Bragman, although I appreciate your concerns and respect you immensely, I have not authorized you to make any statements on my behalf regarding my current status with Debmar Mercury. Again, thanks for your continuing concern and support. Now, Wendy had to set her own Instagram page to kind of get her own narrative out because uh, her Instagram, The Wendy Show, was taken over. Like, she doesn't have access to that anymore. What do y'all think about this post, Al? What do you think?
1: Well, you know, Howard Bragman is my publicist. I've worked with Howard for over 20 years. Um, And as we all know, Howard put a post up to address this post that allegedly came from Wendy. And he said, you know, in his post that he's represented her for a long time. They've been friends for more than three decades. Um, He says that until he knows the source of that post, and that it is from Wendy that his statement stands. So he's been working for her a long time. He's been speaking for her. He's been her crisis manager for a, a very long time. So I'm going to stand with Howard Bragman on this one.
0: Okay, thank you.
2: Howard did what he was supposed to do.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
2: on retainer, and okay. rather she's incapacitated in the hospital or she's on the moon with Elon Musk. He did what he was supposed to do contractually, which is protect his client and be nice, and try to keep the doors open with her business relationships, so on and so forth. However, um, I do believe that's Wendy Williams' Instagram account. I do believe Wendy feels some type of way. Who wouldn't feel a type of way? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who would not feel a type of way that they built this media empire situation and the cars will come crumbling down? I think the issues with this Wendy show and Denmark Mercury, I think they are very convoluted. I think it's combination health. I think it's combination bad business. I think it's combination substance abuse and falling off the wagon. I think there are a whole lot of things that make up where we are right now. And I had been saying this on the show earlier that Wendy, for the life of me, being the media person she is, I don't understand why she been, ain't made a YouTube video, an Instagram video, or just something Say what it is, and
0: What's- someone said that she the remember we report on the video that was on the beach, and uh you know apparently that's from a year ago that was not even for re- recent
1: recent no, talking- you the word on the street now these are the the deep deep street says that wendy is working on a multi-million dollar podcast deal now we know spotify gave joe rogan a hundred million so everybody know that you heard it first right here on Fox Soul, that I think Wendy Williams is up to something, and that's why she's not posting or anything. I think this is a lead up to a bigger announcement that we're going to see coming down the pipe on her new uh found uh home.
2: She's definitely not done. She she's she she's definitely not done. Um she ain't did what, what what Wendy does is in her blood, and what you just said, Al, that makes sense. And I think it'd be a bit more conducive to whatever health challenges. That she may be having, because exactly. can kind of do that from an in-home studio,
1: and it, I mean, I mean, that's right. her roots. That's her roots, right?
0: That's where she started, and and uh-huh. no one's looking. No one's looking at her. She, right. can, And I, she and I also her her
1: feel way. like she gets her real voice back. Yep. She can be as salacious and as as creative as she used to be. Yep. I, hey, I, I'm here for it
0: radio is definitely if you want to have a voice where you can go there radio and podcasts are well let me not say radio podcasts are the way when you get on television you got to be so conscious of so many things and it's a lot of corporate red tape and stuff you cannot do radio or podcasts will be out absolutely be here for that
2: well, would that be a great on, i didn't mean to move on wouldn't it be just a great addition to her legacy you conquered radio you conquered TV mm-hmm. and then now you're conquering the, the internet online space. Yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful ending to this story.
0: Come in full circle the way she started kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? And there's that big money in that podcast world. That's for sure. All right, y'all moving on in a recent interview with all black show, a social so- society, Tasha Kay was asked about her thoughts on having to pay nearly $4 million in her defamation case with Cardi B. Take a look at Tasha's response.
1: I ain't got it. I want, I always want
0: to know. Listen, I'm so glad you said it. Listen, I ain't got it. Don't ask me for no money. I ain't got it. But
2: listen. um...
0: Ocardi seemingly responded and tweeted think it's a game, but trust me, I'm going to come for everything. What do y'all think about this?
2: You know, Bucking, I fucking I, called it first. <laughs> I don't I don't know why her saying she don't have it is such a big story. I mean <clears throat> the average person is not walking around with four million on dollars, even in retirement funds. I know what I make on YouTube, and Tasha makes substantially more than I make. But I've told y'all she didn't have $4 million just sitting around free and able to give anybody in the law. So I don't know why this became so far-fetched. You know what I'm saying? I, I can understand it being a story of somebody like Wendy Williams said they didn't have it. But what's hard to believe about Tasha saying she don't have $4 million? I'm just not really getting what the story is in all of this unless people are upset about the fact that this could be perceived as her making light of the situation. Um, but it's, it, there's a, this is a non-story for me.
0: That's what it seemed like. I think that's what people are coming for. Like they, it's a lot of people are accusing her of being a narcissist and they were like, damn, like, you know, she's kind of been like, oh, whatever, you know, like kind of like with that kind of attitude. And I guess that's what you're supposed to do. But
2: see y'all, I'm going to say y'all need to do better because y'all got this fascination with wanting to see people beat down and broken down and crowd. I wouldn't give y'all bitches the satisfaction either. <laughs> I would not give you the satisfaction. I'm gonna go in my bedroom, I'm gonna close my door, and I'm gonna cry to my man and, and trust and believe. One thing I know is human behavior really well. And she's had her depressing days. She don't went in her room and cried and talked it over and been sad. Anybody, anybody who gets slapped with a four million damn dollar judgment, I don't care if you rich or not, you feel a type of way. You feel sad for a little bit. But to Tasha's point, I'm not going to get up on, on this screen and and, and, and and give y'all ammunition to make me feel even more bad. And, oh, I'm sorry. Why, who would do that?
0: I feel you on that. But then she was doing taking some unnecessary hits. I know she was coming for Foxhole and the Queens, Cocktails of Queens, for two of us. And I just didn't know why. Like, we we, we report the news like she does, actually, and a little less opinionated. And I've always been a supporter of her. So I don't know where the, that came from. So uh, I get it. I, you make a good point. You having a four million dollar lawsuit looming over your head. That's not a, an easy thing to kind of you know, help you sleep at night. Al, what do you think about this?
1: You know, I, I just feel like she just had a, 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 a very aggressive attitude going into the lawsuit and how she was handling the back and forth she was just very aggressive like bring it on okay i'm gonna win it's gonna be all that and then when you got slapped with it you were like oh you know she had a lot to say around that i like the fact that she just came out and said i ain't got it i thought it was hilarious just like homeboy who was interviewing her was laughing because i felt like she showed a real element of herself because I was like, you know what, you can sometimes show up and you want to be tough and you want to be strong. And then, like you said, you, you get slapped with reality. and You like, look, it is what it is, y'all. I got beat. I ain't got the money. <laughs> so, you know, what am I supposed to do? What is she supposed to do? I think she's supposed to laugh it off and she's supposed to not like you know, run and hide. I, I, I liked how she handled it, actually.
0: She didn't run and hide. She got on a plane, went to Jamaica and ate the biggest lobster claws you can see. I saw that <laughs> and was like, oh, you ain't got it, but you got some lobster money, though. <laughs> okay. All right, well, good luck with that, Tasha K. All right, moving on. Kyle Rittenhouse, the teen who shot and killed two men and injured another during anti-racism protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in 2020, announced the formation of a group to fund lawsuits against reporters and Whoopi Goldberg. Rittenhouse spoke to Tucker Carlson on Fox News on Monday night and said, me and my team have decided to launch the Media Accountability Project as a tool to help fundraise and hold media accountable for the lies they say and deal with them in court. Now, uh, when Carlson asked if Rittenhouse had any particular targets, Rittenhouse said, right now we're looking at quite a few politicians, celebrities, athletes. Whoopi Goldberg is on the list. She called me a murderer after I was acquitted by a jury of my peers. Al, what are your thoughts on this story? He's got a problem with, uh, we'll be calling him a murderer. He said he ain't one.
1: Look, only in America can an 18-year-old who barely got out of high school uh, can get a team of people around him that he can go visit the former president. He can be on all the late-night talk shows uh, even though, in my opinion, I viewed him as a vigilante and a possible uh, troublemaker, um, and I, I just feel like, where else does this how where else does this happen? And if it's going to happen, it would be through an 18-year-old white male that people get around and want to support and give him meaningful work to do. Now, the other side of this is, I totally understand what the messages, but I don't like the messenger. Like if Cardi B had said something like that, thumbs up. Hell, if I had said something like this, because the media can be reckless and can damage you. Right, Claudio, You know this well as I know this. Major. But in his case, this young man is talking about suing people like Whoopi Goldberg and suing other talk show hosts who simply were stating their opinion. And he can't do that because He was simply not a convicted murderer. They never said he was a convicted murderer. They just said he was a murderer. And if you shoot and you kill someone, technically, you are a murderer. So what is he going to sue for?
0: Kyle, Kyle, add me to the lawsuit. You are a murderer. You did, in (laughs) fact, murder her. You murdered a couple people. You went out there with the intention to murder, to kill. You're a killer. You're a murderer. You murked people. You took people out. Whatever you want to call it, you did that shit. Now, yes, like Al said, you're not a convicted murderer. But you got on the, like, y'all talked about this. You admitted that you killed these people. Now, you had a reason, allegedly. You had a reason, okay, for it. But you still are a murderer. You are a murderer. So go ahead and add Claudia A. Jordan to the lawsuit because good luck with that. Q, what do you think? I'm sick of this. I'm so sick of him. I hate
3: him. I hate Kyle
0: Rittenhouse.
2: So Cow people. Cow people. Y'all make sure y'all sue Claudia and not the show, because I don't need <laughs> in the courts. No, you know, I want Princeton, Harvard, Yale, Howard, one of these great institutions, I want their mental health or, or psychological, psychology department to do a study on what type of mind issue you have to have for you to become the victim and believe it like what type of what category of mental illness because where i come from when you get away with murder by the skin of your teeth you go sit your ass down and disappear into obscurity and you become a recluse but there's something about um george zimmerman and Kyle Rittenhouse that I would just like to understand because you're just so emboldened and just so, now you're on this media tour about how you've been done wrong. And I just don't get how you have no type of remorse for what you've done
1: of course you understand this funky
2: he's 18
1: years old he, he he emotionally and mentally is not fully developed but listen an 18 year old who just came off of a, ho- a huge trial gets a call from the former president of the united states to come have lunch with him at his private club he introduces him to all these billionaires and say man you did good and thank you for representing the country and and for doing good, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna change your life. We're gonna make you a household name. And not only we're we gonna make you a household name, but we're gonna give you a meaning to be the best young white man in America at this time right now. Even though you acted out of hate, you killed someone. But we're gonna build you up. So why do, why wouldn't he have confidence? Because everything that he talked about in that meeting down at Mar Largo, he is living and he's getting. He's sitting on couches that take twenty years of us working and entertaining to speak to those those different um news outlets he is on everybody's uh magazine written about explored explained he feels like he's invincible
0: and it ain't even just because he's 18 it's because he's white let's keep it a buck oj simpson they both got off right they both got off we know what really we what we (laughs) have our thoughts but we they both got off you think oj could be like Hey, uh, c- could be so cavalier and brave like mm-hmm. this, and get a call no. from the president. Not like these, this they get positively, well, ne- positively, negatively reinforced with that negative bullshit. I'm sick mm-hmm. of it. It's because he's white, and that they, they never get in trouble. So why should he even be fearful of it? I don't think he ever was in, in fear of of, of repercussions. And the,
2: and the fact that white people can look themselves in the face and truly convince themselves that what he did was patriotic just baffles me. It's sad. The willful ignorance. The, the the ability to just want to rewrite history in order to make themselves feel good. I don't give a good God darn who you are. Everybody from coast to coast knows what that boy did was wrong and the true intention and spirit and nature of him being where he was. We all- And his mama. <laughs> and then they try to gaslight us and make us crazy.
0: I'm not racist. No, no. And the BLM people, and they shouldn't have been, Come on, y'all. I'm going to need grownups, white people in America. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Especially all y'all that claim to be Christians. Like when that's most of the country. They, oh, I'm a good Christian. I'm God this and God that when it's convenient for you. Y'all need to stop. Praising people who murdered people, killed people, even if it's a self-defense thing, it's still not a good thing to kill somebody unless you catch them in the act of killing a kid or killing someone. Like, stop making these people heroes because you're encouraging more people to do this nonsense. All right, y'all, we uh, great segment. We gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Kyle, you a murderer? <laughs> I said it. Not Fox, so I said it. Okay, I got a commercial. Welcome back to TGIF. I see all 2,800 of y'all in the chat. Listen, like uh, we got, we halfway through the show. So there's a good possibility we may get that 3,000. Y'all think we gonna get it tonight, fellas? I
3: hope yeah, so, I do.
0: I do. Okay, all right. I mean, we working hard for y'all over here. Y'all better get us a 3,000. All right, speaking of working hard, Britney Spears landed a $15 million book deal and plans to tell the truth about her story and everyone involved. The news comes after Britney slammed her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, Tell All Book, Things I Should Have Said. Now, Britney issued Jamie Lynn a cease and desist letter and begged her to stop talking about her. Are y'all picking up Britney's book? And do you think this is a smart move for Britney? Al, what do you think?
1: You know what? We know that Simon Schuster, this is the largest book deal ever behind the Obamas. Um, I think Britney Spears is definitely going to be a bestseller. I think it's going to go straight to number one. I think that just as Americans, we have a fascination with her mental health. We have a fascination with the conservatorship. We have a fascination with um, uh, her family dynamics with her mom and her sister and all that chaos. We love all that fighting and stuff. We can't wait to get all the real tea that she's gonna put in that book. I think it's going to be fascinating. I think she's going to unleash because she finally gets to talk. We know that she's freaking long-winded because of those super long posts that she put on IG. So we only thing we hope is that she gets a good um, uh, ghostwriter to help her kind of really flush stuff out. I'm here for it. I can't wait for it.
0: Q, you buying the book or not? Nah?
2: Oh, I'm definitely buying the book. You know, I'm here for the mess. I'm here for the <laughs> mess. Uh, uh, Britney's got a, got a vengeance, you know, for so long. Her dad and family have been in control of her narrative. And what I like about this is that now she gets to be in control and tell her side of it. Listen, we know that the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle. All right. You know what I'm saying? We, we know that the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle between what her family is saying and what she is saying. But it is important to have her perspective. What I don't like, though, I don't like that their sister wrote a book. I could not imagine a world where... I made millions of dollars because I wrote a book revealing information about one of my siblings, that Latoya Jackson. Y'all saw that Janet documentary. Uh, Janet still don't fool up with Latoya ass. The whole family don't fool up with Latoya. It's just trifling. And what concerns me even more is that in this life, love and family is truly all that matters and all you have. And the fact that her family has just been tarnished and, and ruin over money.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. People, they just don't build humans like they used to. I'm gonna leave it at that. Oh, talking about built humans. <coughs> Lamar Odom appears to want Khloe Kardashian back. <laughs>
2: that was one hell of a transition. <laughs> I
0: tried, I tried. <laughs> now, before being evicted from uh, the celebrity Big Brother mm. house, Odom was asked if he had anything to say to Khloe. In case she was watching the show, Oldham said, I miss you and I hope to get to see you soon. I didn't treat you that good. I didn't treat that good woman right. I would just probably want to take her to dinner and it would be a blessing just to be in her presence. Do y'all think Chloe and Lamar should get back together?
2: No, absolutely not. That ship has sailed and quite frankly, Lamar the, the Kardashians date for elevated status and financial whatever, whatever, and you ain't got it, child. I was down in Atlanta a couple of months ago and his ass was down in Blue Sea Food House. Uh, <laughs> just just so regular smegular, no security, nobody even cared. I walked up to him and shook his hand. It's like, you just too common at this point. And granted, I don't know what his money looking like, but according to that lady that was on Basketball Wives, with Evelyn them, she said he ain't even giving the college fund or must have smoked up the kids' college fund money or whatever the case may be. So Lamar Odom, you too regular at this point. You falling too far from grace. And uh, it just ain't gonna happen.
1: Al you know what just, he just needs to leave it alone. I just feel like at this point, it it's presenting like thirsty, annoying, like dumb almost it also presents cringy and stalkish like almost a little kanye west west ish like come on bro you'd have begged every chance that you get to have her back she's not interested in you she's upgraded she's got a bigger black guy she's got a wealthier black guy she's got a more attractive black guy that she has a baby with she's out here in these streets like I, i i don't think she's interested and you're just looking thirsty and and But then again, hey, maybe he knows he was with the Kardashians for three years. Maybe he knows that this is how he can stay relevant in in the media. But if you're going to do it this way, Lamar, promote something. Get a launch a basketball, a ball, a shoe, an app. Do something. Be promoting something every time you mention her name and you get coverage for mentioning her name. Other than that, you're looking like a borderline harasser. And we like you. And we like you in the public sentiment is probably that we pretty much like Lamar. You're better than this, buddy.
0: I want Lamar to win so bad, but Lamar has to want Lamar to win. Right. You've got to know this is a bad look. You're begging for someone who's not even responding to anything in public. I don't know what she's doing privately. And I hate to see this brother go out like that. I remember when he first.
2: Hmm. Oh,
1: tell it, tell it, spill the tea.
2: You know that lady (laughs) husband. I would not know that lady husband.
3: husband. (laughs) So there was a time.
0: There was a time when Lamar was looking for a wife, and it was Tarazi P. Henson he was after. He was after me for about two weeks, and then he went to Chloe and then he was married within a month. Um, at first, everybody side-eyed it, like you was just interviewing people, whoever you can get some attention with, and she, of course. He's gonna get the most attention. No, I never messed with him. No, I never kissed him. No, I never even touched him. Gave some flowers outside of a club, and I was cracking up. And Jason Lee was with me. It was a whole mess. Um, he jumped into this thing, and I think it did become a real thing. I really do. I'm not doubting that. I think it started off kind of like clout chasey ish, but I really do think that he actually do lo- does love this woman, and he grew to love her. They grew- loved each other, but dude, you, you playing yourself with these public these like, I hate to see you go out like this, Lamar. I hate to see you go out like this. Like, you've reached so many peaks in your career with what a harsh harsh upbringing, a harsh backstory. To go out here, be on Celebrity Big Brother, begging, shitting in the bed, and begging for (laughs) Khloe Kardashian. You know, it it, it really is
2: a hard fall from grace. And I was just wondering, you know, we all like a comeback story. I would love to see him doing some sideline reporting some commentating and it just looks like he's probably not going to get there if he keeps on this trajectory like he need to go get Wendy publicist man and let that man speak for him and get him some good job get him some acting like we want to see you come up Lamar and I want to see him regain the status and esteem that he once had I don't like him being common. When I saw him in that sweatshirt at Blue Seafood off Marietta Street in Atlanta, (laughs) I was just thinking to myself, like, why are you here where I'm at with the regular folks? Like, why are you here? Not to say that celebrities can't be regular people, but don't you
0: know you're Lamar Odom? Yeah, but the Lamar Odom of now is not the Lamar Odom. Odom of
1: then, yeah. And plus, I think he was known for being an athlete, and I think he got a little bit of taste of that fame, fame, that Kardashian fame, and that's a whole different type of fame.
0: Once they fame did fame. that unisex perfume cologne, it was all downhill after that yeah. horrible idea. All right, y'all, we got to go to some positivity, and with that, we need Nissan for our Black History moment of the nights, of the week, of the month.
3: Thing. Celebrating Black history makers who have broken barriers and created a path for change. Giving new meaning to Black girl magic are 17 Black female judges who were recently sworn into their historical positions in courtrooms across Harris County, Texas. Together, these women make up the largest group of Black female judges ever to be elected at the same time. With this opportunity, I will not only follow the law, but I want to improve the criminal justice system and leave it better than the way that I found it. These judges are gracefully continuing the legacy first put into motion by Jane Boland, who in 1939 was the first black woman to serve as a judge in the United States. These 17 judges are using their black girl magic to usher in a new era of leadership in the name of justice for all.
1: Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, presented by Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers On our most exciting lineup ever. Shop NissanUSA.com.
0: Well, Nissan said it all for us, so we don't even have to comment on it anymore. Thank you so much, Nissan, for that moment in Black history. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more shade and more tea after this. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. We are so close to 3,000. I know y'all can get us there, soulmates. So make it happen. And also hit that like button, okay? So we can get our extra days in the future maybe, I don't know, no promises, but right now, let me pay some bills. Y'all, the three-week rule may be the best financial advice ever. Now, what's the three-week rule, you ask? Well, wait three weeks to buy that new car, wait three weeks to refinance your home mortgage, and wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Now, why three weeks? Well, because that's how fast the average Scoremaster user takes to boost his or her credit score, an average of 61 points. Now, listen, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands on everything we finance. Scoremaster technology was developed by credit data scientists to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought possible. Now, Scoremaster is so easy, it takes about a minute to get started. And you don't have to wait months for your best credit score. Go ahead and try Scoremaster for free and see how many points you can add to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com T. That's scoremaster.com T. I got it, y'all. It works. I'm about to get me a new car tomorrow. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to TGIF. I see y'all in the comments of 2930. We 70 away, y'all. We are 70 away. Okay, y'all. Um, we are so close. Our numbers are, are just going up and up and up. As well as Kiki Wyatt's uh, pod of children. I don't know what to call them. School of kids. Kiki Wyatt is expecting Literally. her eleventh child. Eleventh <laughs> child with her husband. Now Wyatt announced the pregnancy on Instagram with the caption: "My husband and I are proud to announce that our family will be adding a plus one to the Wyatt bunch." Could y'all handle eleven kids? She's gonna have the patience of a saint. So here's And a story. Mm-hmm. I'm
2: going to the bathroom last night. I walk out the wedding reception or whatever, and uh. As I'm coming back from the bathroom, Kiki is standing outside the door getting ready to surprise everybody. So I turned, I I know Kiki personally. I turned around and I said, Girl, when are you gonna stop having all these damn kids? And she said, Well, why don't you? She said, Oh, stay out, my P-U-S-S-Y. And we just fell out laughing. I gave her a hug. I got an opportunity to miss to uh, you know, uh a hug and meet her new guy or whatever case may be. Listen, in the past, I've been very critical of, of Kiki with these kids. You know, in the past, I've thought it was mental illness. I've thought that she had that issue that that lady had on the women's of Brewster place, that she kept having babies because the babies was the only thing that would love her. And then when they get, and they needed her, I used to think that in the past, uh, being around Kiki and even talking to her last night, you know, I think this is just her thing. You know, this is just what she likes to do. And she can afford them and she's not on welfare. And, you know, each time she has children, it's not like she running out to the club and just having one night stands. I mean, they're with men that she loves for the time period. And and while we may not understand it, if it works for them and those children are not being abused and taken care of, then have at it. Very
0: nice. Al, what do you think about this?
1: (laughs) You getting soft, brother. You get for your commentary these days. What you want me to say? That's how I feel.
2: And she sung the house down, barefoot and pregnant and all. Go on my Instagram. Right, that's what right I, I was I going to say. Her singing, uh, "If Only You Knew." At the wedding that I was at last night, I was going to say, "Let this, let this."
1: Woman have these beautiful black babies. I mean, as long as it doesn't avoid, uh, affect her voice, cause that woman can out sing anybody in the business. So as long as it doesn't affect her voice, I'm here for it. Like you said, she can afford them. But you know what? I, I've got to be just straight down the middle on this one. I need to know what's going on with Kiki and that tussy cat. Now that woman right there must got some magic down there. She had what three different men, right? Like three different husbands. 11 different kids, she had a mommy makeover and still cranked out a baby and still looking good and still can sing.
2: Hmm. And you know, I don't want this to become a woman shaming thing. So y'all please don't turn it into that. And it really is just a joke. Well, is the Tussy cat any good anymore after eleven babies? <laughs> you know what? I'm we can all
0: <laughs> we can all ask our grandmothers because <laughs> back in the day, they was getting it. they wasn't going to the clinic getting abortions. They were having their kids, yeah, and they I'm were right. having help around the house. They were having all kinds of you know they wasn't having these little one two kids or no kids. They was having a gang of kids. So, I imagine it does snap back now.
1: Well, maybe she had one of those things that Jada Jada Pickett Smith had. Maybe she had a, a rejuvenation.
0: You can just tighten it up right now. Like I'm doing it right now. Just well, she
2: should save her money if she's getting it rejuvenated and keep talking about baby. She should just probably wait till she get menopausal. And then um, but this is how you know God intended for people to procreate, honey, because Kiki Wyatt has got to be the second reincarnation of Eve. I'm telling you, like, mama is giving birth to nations, okay? And what I want, though, what I, what I truly, 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 truly want, I want all of Kiki's children to just go on and just be these great, right. earth-changing beings, and that would just be the perfect button to this little house on the prairie.
0: I think it's easy for us to make fun of it because that's what people do nowadays. Like, that's what everyone does. We just, oh, look at them and what they doing and worry about them. But look, the lady seems happy. The kids seem happy. I've never heard any problems with any of Kiki's children. She came in cock- cocktails with Queens. And, you know, she was uh, apologizing for some issues, some things she said online. And I, I took a liking to her. And Kiki is very likable. I- and... Girl, write the book. Like, how do you keep that interest in sex and babies after having so many? Like, how tiring that has to be. Like, you're-
2: I want my other sisters out there to be empowered, right? Because, you know, sometimes women wear having children as a scarlet letter, like nobody gonna want me because I got these kids. I'm not gonna be able to get another man. Let me tell y'all something, baby. If Kiki Wyatt is not proof, that having what we consider baggage ain't gonna stop you from getting no man. Um, Who else I don't know work? what is okay. Because Mama say, listen, when she going on the first date, I know the conversation go, you know I got ten kids. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what you could do with that?
0: And here's another way to look at it. Um, how bad her her thing gotta be amazing because the pullout game on her is not happening.
1: Not happening, right? They are.
0: They like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They falling in it. They ain't pulling They're out. Like
2: what, Claudia? <laughs> they, just, they falling in it.
0: They can't pull out. So I'm gonna say, Kiki, you probably got the best snatch of all of us out here at these streets because no, I mean, they keep coming back. And I need people to do this. I you you touched upon this, Cube. Um, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't when you're a woman. You have no kids. Oh, nobody wants you. You ain't even got no kids. What's wrong with you? Your thing must be something must be wrong with it. You have a bunch of kids, then you have baggage and you're just a mess. And that's all you are. Pick, pick a grievance with women, please. Not y'all, but people pick a grievance, pick one because it's annoying at this point. Like again, nothing's, nothing's the right thing for y'all. Not y'all, but, you know, the critics. All right, real quick, I don't know if we can fit this story in, but we should probably touch upon it real quick. A two-year-old child was left alone in daycare after the mother uh, was 15 minutes late for pickup. The mother, Stephanie Martinez, immediately contacted 911 when she realized her daughter was locked inside a pitch-black room. Martinez said her daughter managed to push a chair to the door to stand on it and call my name, and that was the only reason I was able to see her. Firefighters broke down this door and rescued the child. What are your thoughts?
2: Pick your damn kids up on time. Okay. Miss Margaret had to go get her kids from daycare before she got a damn late fee. Okay. Y'all parents killed me thinking somebody wanna stay. They don't work there and change them nasty ass pampers and dealt with them snotty nose ass kids. <laughs> all day and you got the nerve to be late as if some people ain't got no damn family of they own Some people want to get off work that lady that lady had to go pick up her own damn kids after taking care of yours all day okay and rescued is a strong word it implies <laughs> that the house was on fire or whatever the case may be they could have called the fire department just as easily as they could have called a damn locksmith okay <laughs> like
0: not you, know, the in all
2: honesty, wrong. and that daycare the center need they ask what, but y'all also take for granted that people want to stay after work watching y'all kids.
1: Well, you know, you know, I had to. I had first of all, you you guys know that this is kinder care. You know that I had to Google the hours because I need to know what was going on. First of all, they are open from five in the morning to five p.m. and their staff stays until six. So this is what happened. They called the mom that she was going to be late. Oh, okay, well.
0: You know, we can pick this back up on Friday. How about that? All right. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds, and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. We almost, we did it for like five seconds. Stick around. The Black Report is up next. We'll see y'all on Friday. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.